welcome to the Squadcast. It's another beautiful day in paradise here in Upper Hutt. And today we have Sarah with us. Hey. And Warren. Hi there. And uh, we are going to be chatting about James 4, uh, just carrying on from the conversation that we were having together on Sunday and uh, really looking forward to this one. There's going to be a, I think there's going to be a lot in this one. Um, so we, we pray that it will just uh, bring some freedom into your life and uh, just will help with your squads and in, in your small groups just unpacking this a bit further. Great. Well, we are looking at um, at James 4. On Sunday we were talking about James 4, but jumping back into James 3 a little bit, uh, particularly around the ideas of envy and selfish ambition and uh, how they are playing out in, in relational conflict that we experience. And I assume that, like me, everyone has experienced relational conflict in some point in their lives. Uh, but James is really emphasizing that this, um, these, these uh, desires, as he calls them, that are battling on the inside of us are causing disunity, strife, fighting, quarreling, and um, all sorts of dehumanizing behavior. And uh, as people who are followers of Jesus, we know that Jesus, uh, that's not the way of Jesus, and mm. so we wanna, we wanna live differently. And so we're gonna unpack that a little bit more this morning. So Sarah, do you have some, some thoughts to get us, to get us started? Well, um, yeah, I thought it might be really good to unpack humility today. Yep. Um, Yesterday during the message, I thought, yeah, great. It's great to hearing about, but humility, how do we do it? Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> yeah. How do I show up with humility? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's great. Because it really is the pathway to freedom from all of these things. And there is a few, uh, few ideas from Scripture that we can look at. And so we might start uh, just by looking at a few passages. Sarah, I know you've got some. Um, and I've got some here as well. But I, I thought I would start with Philippians 2, verse 3 to 11. Uh, Paul gives us, I think, a, a pretty good definition or, or a pretty good understanding anyway of, um, of what humility might look like. And I, I think it's important to realize as well that we've got um, uh, false humility as well. And that might be worth unpacking as well because... Um, m- Often we are deceived into thinking that we're living humble, but actually what we are living in is false mm. humility. Um, and then the other side of the coin is false confidence. So Philippians 2, verse 3 to 11 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. So Paul is really unpacking here that uh, humility, as demonstrated by Jesus, is is counting yourself uh, as nothing. Mm. Um, and then the wrestle with that, of course, is also the idea that we are royalty mm. in yeah, the kingdom right. of God. 
Um, and so there's this tension. So it's just like so many things in Scripture, mm. that, uh, we have a tension here that we need to carry well. Um, but I, I personally think that the, for us to carry our identity well, um, it, it actually plays out in the way that we treat others and look at others. Like that's yeah. the evidence of our identity actually. Yeah. Um, because it's one thing to say my identity is secure in Jesus mm. and then constantly live in relational conflict. Well, yeah. that's probably, yeah. you know, that's pointing to a different story um, as far as your identity goes. Right. So, um, And so Paul's talking about this, because we use the idea of significance here at Awaken a lot, that everyone is significant. And, and so Paul uses this word uh, in this particular version anyway. Um, so it says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, which is what James is talking about. You know, mm -hmm. there's selfish ambition, there's rivalry yep. amongst you. Um, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. That's right. Yeah. Anyone got any thoughts on, on, on that? Yeah, so something you said yesterday, um, you mentioned that um, James is counting things of, the, of this world and things of God, both as wisdom. Yeah. <clears throat> And so I looked up, I looked up the, the dictionary definition of humility and it says the quality of having a modest or low view of one's importance. And so, I mean, most mm. of us could do that, right? We could go to the dictionary and say, what does this mean? Yeah. But actually looking at what does the world say and what does God say? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like what you're saying is that it's not that you're less important. It's just recognizing that people have significance as well and it doesn't take away from yours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think if we... Uh, you know, understand the word significance versus success. Mm. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, success is adding value to myself. Mm. Significance right. is living to add value to, to others. others. Absolutely. And so we actually become more significant as we elevate the significance of others. Mm. That's right. Um, there's that old African uh, proverb that says that when we lift each other, we all rise. Mm. 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 And so in community, there's, there has to be this sense that if I'm going to elevate Sarah, at some point, it, she will elevate me as well, yeah. you know, and we will all rise. But yeah. when we have orphan hearts, right. we, we are actually constantly thinking about ourselves. And so to elevate Sarah it, from an orphan heart's perspective would be to de-elevate myself. Mm. But that's not the truth, because at some point, Warren might elevate me. And yeah. lift me up and encourage yeah. me and so we realize in community that we're actually all lifting each other and we're all rising yeah absolutely and i think good. too often we're looking not in our own lane we're looking at what's happening next to us so it's mm. like god doesn't want me to be doing that but i'm looking going oh no they're getting ahead of me i need to <laughs> to pull them down or mm. um yeah yeah I think totally. all out of and god's love is not divided yeah. between us and we spend so much time in angst mm. um, and if we want to be spiritual mothers and fathers you know as we're getting older we want to be spiritual mothers and fathers boy we've got to grow up in this area totally yeah yeah because you can't elevate a son if no. you're trying to compete with them no yeah <laughs> you know that just it's an oxymoron Warren, could you read that definition of humility sure. again okay. this is the quality of having a modest or low view of one's importance yeah right See, I would almost say that's the definition of false humility. Yeah. Because, uh, is it C.S. Lewis that said that humility is not thinking less of oneself, but just thinking of oneself less? less. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. it's not saying, well, I need to be a 
low, you know, you know, mm. worthless mm. bug, you know, yeah. to elevate others. It's actually just realizing that my significance is found in Jesus, and right. so I don't actually need to worry about that. I can worry about lifting other people's yeah. value and, and yeah. worth. So the difference between worthlessness and worthiness, I think. Yes. Yeah. We have worth. Mm. Yeah. Um, totally. But we have an awareness of our worth compared to God, I think, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So something you said earlier, um, maybe slightly off tangent, but, you know, can this be used as an excuse where somebody says, you know, I'm secure in God, I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> um, do they actually care? Yeah, everyone cares. Yeah. That, because we are intrinsically made, our relationship with God cannot be separated from our relationship with people. Mm. This is like a core biblical idea that intrinsically as human beings, yeah. our relationship to one another is also how we relate to God. I mean, Jesus said, the, the way that you treat me, mm. uh, sorry, the way that you treat others is how you are treating mm. me. And so, in some sense, to say I don't care about what other people think of me is also to say I don't care what God thinks about me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. it, <laughs> to you know, to really sort of follow that idea to its logical conclusion—that's mm. what it, what it is saying. Um, and I think the reality is that we do care what yeah. people think about us. Mm. Like when someone does something hurtful, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. That's it's right. okay to feel that pain. And that hurt. It's what are we going to now do with it? Mm. That I think actually defines what our relationship with God is. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. so Jesus with the um, the parable of the um, good Samaritan, like Jesus flips that idea and mm. says, yeah. like, the way that you look at others or treat others speaks more about your identity than theirs. Yeah. yeah. And so you know if if we are not concerned either about others' feelings, um, which would be one side of the coin, or we don't care about what they think about us, which is the other side of the mm. coin, um, that's speaking to our identity as a, as a person yeah. more than theirs. And, and so, I think true yeah. courage would be to not have the armour around your heart. Yeah. That I don't yeah. care what people, that's yeah, true humility, courage, vulnerability. So, yeah, because well, you're risking pain. Totally, it's mm. a false script. And mm. at the end of the day, it is a false script that we have learnt as a child. If if I don't care what others think about me, then I'm it, it, that keeps me safe. Mm. But as we grow into adulthood, that's now actually enslaving us. Yeah, and yeah. and Jesus wants us to be free from both of those false scripts, yeah. so that you know we can live. And the fact that you mentioned that James is actually talking to believers, to mm. to to us believers, like to have that stance is actually, as you say, that we cannot have discipleship in isolation. Yeah. So if we don't care what our fellow believers think, how do we grow? You know, how do we how do we how do we get aware of our um, unawareness? Or, do you know what I mean? Like. No, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. yeah. Community. Yeah. 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 So if you come and accidentally bump into that wound that you've got, you know, if you're on your own, no one's bumping mm. into your wounds. But when you're in community, you totally. kind of bump yeah. into each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what where it is, but I remember that verse that says that faithful are the wounds of a brother. Mm. You know, how how often are we, like, embracing that? Yeah. You know, faithful are the wounds of a brother. In, in other words, it's like, okay, if this is my brother, I can't unown them. Yeah. yeah. 
that's right. But how how easy is that to do? Yeah. When someone bumps up against my that's wound, right. just to go, just to unown them. But what? But what's most people's default at the moment? Like, you, you mentioned like um, stuff happens, and you have emotions, right? You cannot not have emotions. It's like guardrails as yeah. well. Um, it's like what you deal with it. But um, more often than not, we we see like we want to run. Yeah. Like how? What? What's the moment? What? What do we have to do in that moment to say, okay, do I flee or do I press in? You know, like to actually deal with what, say, God, okay, this is this is, am I feeling something that is not in line to the way you want me to live? You know? Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes some people may need a moment mm. to like de-escalate the emotions. Yeah. I just need to go and sit by myself for five minutes, let my emotions calm down a bit. Mm. And then come back and, and say, okay, we need to talk about this or, mm. or whatever. Um, I think that that can be healthy. Because um, yeah, I mean, you, have you got any thoughts on that, Sarah? Yeah, I would think sometimes you might need a, a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't buy for days. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and I think you have to have heaps of actually compassion and no condemnation for yourself in that moment. Yeah. Um, because I think if you come in um, and you, you see this behaviour in yourself, because yeah, as we've been told it's not Christian mm. to have anger. Yeah, so we yeah. use words like frustration. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually, it's yeah, okay to be angry, like own yeah. it. Um, but in the same moment, have some compassion for yourself mm. and love for yourself as mm. you work through that. Because if someone's crashed into a wound, you're not going to fix that wound by condemning yourself. There's got to be yeah. some love. But there, there might be some relationships that you've got to fix. You might have to reconcile, you know, reconciliation and all that. Um, but yeah, I think definitely there's got to be an awareness and an openness to mm. and confession with God this is how I feel his shoulders are big enough yes, to yeah, feel right. to hear that anger yeah. um, to hear the sadness to hear the grief yeah. um, we need to lay it out before totally, him totally. and um, yeah, that's good yeah, yeah totally. Holy Spirit what am I missing in this what part of the picture can I say yeah totally and I think mm. that's a really important aspect when we talk about humility um, as a as a pathway to healing um, vulnerability is the is the core part of that because if we're not willing to be vulnerable with our emotions then Mm. we can't be humble with our you know in in the pathway forward yeah um because you know the opposite of vulnerability is to you know put all of the the things around it you know to hide it to mask it um and and, walls up right (laughs) yeah but all the walls up and in some sense like you said sarah we're we're, for me anyway I, i was almost taught not by teaching from the pulpit but from the culture often mm. of church life mm. is that actually we are supposed to hide it yeah. mm. because this means you're not a good Christian yeah. um, but the problem with that is we hide these things and inevitably become worse Christians yeah. because they are all in the inside of us yeah, and we totally someone bumps up against it and we we act in ways that we never want to you know right. yeah. and, you, and you add to that the culture of trying to succeed and trying to strive and win yeah. over others you can't yeah. risk having any weaknesses yeah that's true in the yeah. race yeah and uh, the yeah. competition you've got to come and arm it up totally and I was, yeah. but jesus turns yeah. up and he says we win by dying that's right <laughs> you know if we were really following jesus i mean yeah. this is like a bit of a crunch point really if we we're really following jesus then we would see that we win by dying. Yeah, that's right. Because I was just going to say, like, I would probably see the wisdom of the world would probably look at humility as weakness or equate it mm, to weakness, mm, you know? Mm. And so if we take that on, um, even in the church context, we could think like, oh, I'm, 
like I'm weak now, and and maybe that leads to self condemnation yeah. because I'm I don't have it all together. Yeah, I haven't figured it all out, and therefore yeah. I need to look the part so that you know what I mean, that so that I don't look weak. So, yeah. And so, um, yeah. But when we have true humility, it's like, hey, you know what? These things I, I'm 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 going to be humble about this this space right now because yeah. I don't have the authority here. Yeah. I don't have the mana or the grace right now. Um, and and I think, um, do you think that that kind of relates as well with um, sense of authority and leadership where even though you may be a natural leader or you are the, a leader but you have the, the humility to recognize that there's a grace in somebody else to say you know what you have you have authority right now Does, do, do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. I mean I think um, as I mean when I do the leadership course at Awaken You I spend the first couple of times a couple of sessions talking about Jesus as a leader mm. and it's all about humility mm. uh, the servant hearted leadership of Jesus and the key thing being there that 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 the servant heart has to be our nature mm. because it's it was the nature of Jesus mm. it wasn't a, servanthood is not a leadership style mm. yeah. it has to be the nature of a yeah. kingdom leader and so that means that it doesn't matter what position or role you have, you're still a servant. Mm, you could be at the top of the ladder or you could be at the bottom of the ladder. The, the nature of a leader doesn't change. Mm, um, and so, you know, yeah, I, I think if you want to, if you're listening and want to know a little bit more about it, come to the leadership course. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's, and that's where it's, it is so different from leadership in the world. Yeah. Um, that actually, this is the upside down kingdom. Mm. And at some point, as followers of Jesus, we have to come to this line where we say, do I trust Jesus and his way of living, thinking, That's and right. acting? Or am I going to choose to live my own way through grasping and taking and striving? And mm. all of this is anti-gospel. It's, mm. it's anti mm. the way yeah. of Jesus. And, um, you know, which is why <laughs> everything that is like, causes conflict like that James is talking about all this conflict fighting quarrels um, is evidence of anti-Jesus mm, behaviour yeah. yeah and I think we have to like our motives with our serving like I feel like every big opportunity I've ever had God's had to kill something and yeah. he has to resurrect it totally. and like it feels <laughs> like death yeah. There is pain, and I know that with the connections pastor role for me, three days before we had a conversation about it, I had held the piece of paper with the role description, and I cried over it. And went, I don't have the guts to even talk about this, you know. <laughs> right. And 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 there was there was a death in that moment, yeah. and yeah. then three days later, I was like, oh, funny time totally. there, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like every time there's been a big opportunity, God's had to kill any motives and agenda in yeah. me, totally. and I'm glad because I would wreck stuff. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about the other day, like what qualifies me to be a pastor? That I'm The only thing that qualifies me to be a pastor is that I never wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I have no desire That's to it. stand up on the stage and speak in front That's of people. It. It's never been True. a <laughs> desire for me. Yet God goes, okay, in your weakness, <laughs> let yeah, me show myself right. strong. Be so, be I, I'm, I'm convinced that people that are highly gifted... Yeah. Um, they could be weapons for the kingdom. Mm. But when you're highly gifted, mm. the pride yeah, is, right. is, yeah. so, is like that is the biggest block yeah. between you and actually doing something significant for God's kingdom. Um, and that has to be something completely worked out. But f 
for me, thank God, um, the shame side of it was the thing that I had to work through because I've never felt gifted at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, and, but, you know, pride and shame, the, the two sides of the same mm. coin. I'm, I still had to work out my own orphan tendencies totally. and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. It just looked different from yeah. someone else's journey who was, who was highly gifted. Um, and so, yeah, but I think what you said, Sarah, is, is so true that, um, you know, we, when we, there are things that, and, and this is exactly what James says, you're asking for the desires of your heart, yeah. but God is not giving them to mm. you because the motives are wrong. That's right. And yeah. it's not that he's withholding them because he's like, well, I, I you know, I just <laughs> want to be mean. He's like, it's because he's looking at our lives, at our, at our hearts and going, if I gave you what you asked for right now, you would either destroy yourself mm. or yeah. destroy everyone else. That's right. He's a good father, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. He's a good father. Yeah. Like as a, as a, as a dad, I mean, I know like, oh, that extra lolly is probably not going to be good for you. Right? Totally. You can uh, lie on the floor and scream about it. That's not going to change the situation. That's not going to change right the situation. Now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And sometimes I think lying on the floor and, and screaming and crying is maybe a good thing. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. to actually get to that level of vulnerability with totally. God. Yeah. I know certainly my journey with God in the early days, dealing, and there have been some times of pride. I remember saying something to my pastor once and him, you know, um, you know, sternly correcting me and me going away <laughs> and going, oh my goodness, that was just pride. Mm. How arrogant of me yeah. to mm. think that I knew more than him after you know i'd done like one week of this leadership thing and i thought that i knew everything you know mm. especially in your 20s you're a bit like that oh, though i totally. remember certainly in the past looking at my old pastor saying why are they doing this like this they've got no way you know mm. now i'm like oh, i get it yeah i get it <laughs> so um so this your story is quite uh, um it relates to me in a bit that um when i was growing up like um my my past like i was not getting sort of like validation and recognition from people because of circumstances, whatever it was. And so that kind of shaped me a little. And and then coming into the, into the church context and then realizing, oh, you have gifts. Right. Right. And now suddenly your gifts are getting you recognition. Mm. And you were like, well, you know, these gifts are for God, but at the same time, you're feeling good about it. Yeah. Right. How do you help people in that situation? Because for me, it was a journey of like, um, yes, God, I'm good at this, and I'm struggling in this area because at the same time I'm like, this is this this feels good to my mm. my body, myself. You yeah, know, like, yeah. um, and not, and as you said yesterday, like clipping the ticket on the way out. Yeah. As a res- um, I mean, as a result, like I st- I stepped away in the context of worship, for yes. example. Um, stepped away. I said, God, you need to kind of work mm. work in me mm. on this. And um, so, how do you help? Um, what advice do you give to people that maybe have? Um, that is part of the history that yeah. you know now they're using what they have now to kind of validate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the key thing uh, is is that the ability to lay it down. Mm. That is that is the key. Um, sometimes, um, oh, let me just find this verse um, in in Luke fourteen. It says, "For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled." And he who humbles, humbles himself will be exalted. Mm. Um, and it, for me, it kind of that's. I, I think this is what A. W. Tozer was getting at when he he said that God can't truly use a man until he's truly broken a man. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, 
what that's saying is, is at some point in our lives, if we are using our gifts for our own glory, God will humble us mm. and it will be messy. Yeah. Yeah. And it will probably wreck um, the thing that you've been striving for, mm. relationships. Mm. It, you know what I mean? Like it will just be a big mess. Um, but if we actually humble ourselves first, then in, in the right time, God will yeah. lift us up. God will exalt us. Yeah. And, and for me, that's about trust. Do I really trust Jesus? Yeah. Or do I actually need to do this on my own? Yeah. You know, do I, it's, you know, and so the key thing there is the, the ability to lay it down. Mm. Can I actually lay this gift at Jesus' feet and say, Jesus, if you never ask me to pick this up again, I'm okay. Yeah, Absolutely. yes, yeah, that's good. When you can get to that point, that's right. That's when Jesus will probably say, well, probably, I'm not going to say always, but probably will say, all right, <laughs> yeah. you're ready to pick it up. You're and, actually ready to carry this now. And there will probably be a sense of peace and something oh, natural yes. about it, right? Totally. It's not something that's forced or, yeah. or striving. You're not striving for it. And I think, totally. and that comes to the, the next part that I was going to ask is like, we've been talking about humility with regards to other people, but we're, almost, we're now talking about humility with regards to God, right? Yeah. Our humbleness yeah. in light of God, mm. who God is. Yeah. And... Like, as you say, we have stuff that we want to deal with, we need to deal with. Are we humble enough to say, okay, God, you can do it? Or do we still say, no, I, I can fix it. Yeah. You know, I can sort it out. T totally, yeah, <laughs> because, because often there's the pride thing or the shame thing yeah. where um, we, we, yeah, humility will cost you. Yeah. That's the, that is the reality of it. It will cost you. It will cost you your pride mm. or, or it will cost you your shame in the sense that it, either either of those things have to be exposed mm. for what they are, um, and so if I if I really if if pride is the thing that is, you know, got a hold of me, um, and, and Tim Keller says that pride is like the carbon monoxide of sin; mm -hmm. it kills you slowly without you realizing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things that we just don't know is there, yeah. and actually sometimes we need someone to say. Your pride's showing. Your, your yeah. pride is sticking out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yes. Um, and um, and actually be okay with someone saying that anger and and not running. Mm. You know, because what the other side of that when someone when someone does that, the more pride there is, the more shame. levels of shame there yeah. is to feel. Mm. And so you know, so there's going to be a turmoil of pride and shame all mixed up in yeah. that. But we have to see that as Oh, this is like this is growth. That's right. Like all yeah. of the most biggest, like the biggest growth periods I've had with Jesus, uh, always involve vulnerability. Mm. Mm. You know, they're like embarrassing moments where all of my emotions are out, <laughs> not just in front of God, but in front yeah, of people, people as well. Yeah. Because this is not just about mm. you and God. This is about you and people as well. And mm. so, yeah. it makes sense that He kind of right. does those things that, that you know. Because he uses people to heal us. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's good to know, I guess, with shame too, like your initial reaction might be anger and then it'll mm. be that you want to run away. Yeah. And so those are, it's really important to know when you're feeling those triggers to go, ah, oh, something's happening here underneath. Yeah. I need to yeah. Um, yeah. stop and look totally. at this. Totally. Yeah. Because the reality of truth is it must offend us before it sets us free. Well, I hope that has been helpful for you, for you 
um, and you can take this and have a chat in your squad. Squads are a great, great place just to sit with some people and, and maybe uh, say, hey, I've been feeling this emotion, you know, maybe about someone or towards someone or about yourself and just uh, be able to just pray with one another and uh, see healing come come into your life. We are, we are I just really am passionate about us seeing vulnerability as courage as a church. I, I really believe if we can um, embrace this, uh, we will we will become a a church of great power and a church that is able to carry the glory of God well and represent Him well in our community. And so. If you're passionate about that, like I am, then I invite you into this journey of vulnerability and humility as demonstrated by our King, Jesus. Let's, let's follow him. Anyway, we pray that you have a, have a great week. Be blessed. See you later. Father, I pray, I declare, I prophesy over this church over Awaken in this city, in this valley, that we would be a church of courage, a church of humble courage, a church of vulnerability, that we would embrace our messy lives so that you can flow through us, that Jesus, we would be a church that would awaken this valley, not through what we can do, but what you do through us. Jesus, I declare that we will be a church of courage, be bold, be courageous, just as you said to Joshua, be of good courage, be strong and courageous. Father, we thank you that that does not look like us having it all together. Father, we thank you that that looks like us coming in humility and vulnerability so that you can move through us. We thank you for your grace, God. We thank you for your grace. Come on, let's give him a shout of praise this morning. Thank you, Lord.